Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that can kill you. Like atmospheric river storms, poisonous frogs, oh, fascism. Mm. And how to survive the things that just make you wish you were dead. Like fighting parents, mm. butt dialing your ex, and Disney World. Oh boy. You know what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Should we just get to the song? Yeah, I think we should. Or were you going to say something else? No, I, I was getting there. Okay. <laughs> Slowly <laughs> but surely. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. Christine, you had a birthday. What a weekend. We started by, well, Christine and I went to see Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel together. Those two legends. Legends. Yes. They each sang one of their songs with the other. That was nice. Billy Joel sang Stop Dragging My Heart Around. He came out and just growled that song. He did. He He did did a good job. He did a great job. And then they sang, uh, for him, they sang, um, And So It Goes, which is a ballad I love. I didn't know that one. Yeah, I think it would have been better without her, honestly. Yeah. I don't think her voice was right for the song. And it's a very sweet and, like, subtle song. It just, it didn't need a duet. Yes. Is my opinion. They should have done Shameless together. With Garth and Trisha. I'm shameless. Yeah, it would have been. He doesn't have a lot of duets, does he, Billy Joel? I don't think any. Wild. I can't. I can't think they, of one. They should have done. We didn't start the fire together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very jealous. I, that is a. It's a concert uh, you would have liked. Yeah, I saw somebody posted a clip of that duet, the "Stop Dragging My Heart Around," and I was like, "Yeah, that was good." Wow. Yeah, Stevie brought out all her best shawls. She had so, as as Chris pointed out, she must have a shawl wrangler, like someone who's <laughs> just there to do shawls. We we Danielle made a really funny joke that. Uh, she thought bats should have brought out the shawls yes. and laid them on her shoulders. Because she's a witch, yes, and or a gypsy, depending on the song. I think she's. <laughs> I think she's. I think she's been anointed both. She has, and she was dressed in her finest, you know, Helena Bonham Carter outfit <laughs> with the one fingerless glove. Now you think the fingerless glove was to. Do the phone. So she could use her phone if needed in the, you know, backstage yes. when she wanted to check her Instagram likes and such. Right. I thought it was just to get good grip on the tambourine. Or maybe she needed to check with her um, dog's assistant. Because oh, yes. I think. I haven't read the article yet, but tell the people what you've discovered. So she has a very close relationship <laughs> with her dog, Lily. And I mean, <laughs> it's an intense love. Which I get it. I love dogs. Sure. But in my mind, 
and I don't think I'm wrong, she must have her her dog Lily mm-hmm. has its own assistant. Yes, I think you're right. And so I think she has to. Cause she doesn't have time to go all the way backstage. Right. So she's got to just text, "How's Lily?" Yeah. Constantly. How's Lily doing? Yeah. Did she have a treat? Has Lily pooped yet? Is she cold? Yeah. Maybe put a sh- one of my shawls around Lily. And here's the thing. When I read that article. Yeah. That I think it was so surprising to find out. Because I was like, I turned to Danielle and said, where do you think Stephen Nick's <laughs> castle is located? Yes. Condo. She what? lives in a condo in oh, California. That's very disappointing. Where, I mean. Why would she live in a condo? Do you think it was a typo? And it was actually Castle, Castle. and they, the person typing it up. I hope so. Right? This can't, just, no. Maybe she lives with Marie Kondo. <laughs> she, she thanks her shawls every night. She folds them in a certain oh. way and thanks them and puts, and if the shawls don't bring her joy, she gets rid of the shawls. I don't think Stevie Nicks has ever gotten rid of a shawl. No, that's a good one. point. But I do think she has Marie Kondo fold them. Yes. That would make me happier than if she lived in a condo. It just doesn't. I can't compute that at all. I can't imagine her living in a condo. No. I think there's got to be somewhere online uh, photos of the inside of yes. Stevie Nicks' castle. It is a castle. It I don't care what anyone be. says. She definitely lives in right, a castle. on the moors. There's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing a lot of purple velvet. Yes. Thick drapes. I'm also Candelabras. Picturing, yes. I'm also picturing um, like doily, like lace coverings for on top of the piano, on top of all surfaces. There's not a surface that's not covered with a shawl. With a shawl and photographs and potions. Oh my God! Imagine the wind chime collection. Holy shit! That's a loud castle. Thick <laughs> half melted candles. Like, yes. Like eight or nine in one plate. They sell those. They sell that like melted candle look. It's, Weird. Yeah. I don't need it already melted. I don't like it. I just don't like the, it's just. I'll do that. I'll do that. It's like a used candle. Who wants a used candle? Yeah. People Somebody. sell that at a garage sale probably. I'm, I'm sure it's on Facebook. What is that called? Facebook? Marketplace. Marketplace. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure people are selling half used candles. Did I Facebook tell you the story about the guy on Facebook Marketplace? Who, so, you know, I was selling a couple <laughs> yes. things on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. F- children's items. Yeah. One of them was a doll's uh, chair. Yeah. And I got a message on there that said, I'd like to get to know you. (laughs) Yeah, I think you did tell me. And I said, I'm a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's the best. Did he have a response? No, I mean you. (laughs) You're like, no, I mean, I'm a chair. (laughs) Um, My other favorite thing was, well, a couple other things about the show. I loved when Billy Joel was playing... I love you just the way you are yes. because I think that song is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Given the amount of times he's been married and divorced, and then at the end, very quietly, he said, "Danielle," and then we got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Uptown Girl, Chris said, "I wish he had said it again." <laughs> I know. That was so funny. Was so funny. He's got a sense of humor. So do we have any more to say about the concert? I think we've covered it. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. She did a tribute to Christy McVie, right? She did. She played Landslide and she sang Landslide and there were just pictures of Christy McVie behind her the whole time and Chris cried. I did. Oh, I I would have also. And I also got a little teary when she did her tribute to Tom Petty. Yeah. That was was a lot of pictures of her and Tom Petty together and she sang Free Fallen. 
No. She did sing Free Fallen. Was it Free Fallen? Yes. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, they loved each other. And they were, yeah. they were to, I don't know if they actually loved each other. They just, they had a I'm sure they romance. loved each other, but yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah. And I felt sad. Yeah. It was sad. About people I have no. No connection with no, whatsoever. Not any kind Don't of relationship. Ever know. Never yeah. met them. You're yeah. never even going to meet her dog. No, like, I'm not. I, she, I could never get, I would get shot if I even tried to pet yeah, Lily. Lily. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even give a dog treat to Lily. Mm-mm. So then Saturday. Yes. Big party. Yeah. Party at Chris's. Dance party. Karen was a no-show. Yeah. It's not, it was a uh, interesting weekend. Oh. So. <laughs> what happened? Well, I was up for a big job and I didn't get it. And that yeah, was put me in the guts. So Aww. I was kind of just. Bigger than this? This gig? It's hugest. <laughs> it's, wow. It's, it's hard to top literally this. Literally, it, was, it, was, it would be life-changing if I would have. Given, wow. given the second of an opportunity to interview for it, uh, but I was just out of it. And then my friends like, you're, "We're gonna get you're really down. We're gonna get you out." They took me to an arcade, and uh, Inkwell Tavern. I don't know it. It's a nice little place, but th- they, she's like, "We're only gonna go out for an hour," and then two a.m. hit. Oh wow! Well, yeah. And then three a.m. hit because daylight savings time happened. Oh right. So I didn't get home until almost four. Dang. Party and man. It, it, so it's an arcade that s- serves like alcohol. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Where's that? I hit hard on the Apple Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Were they out of Bartles and James? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, it was. It's in Burbank. It's fun. It was a nice thing. My that's friend, fun. My friend Jess won. She won me a stuffed dog thing. It was. Aww. It was actually. It, I, it was something did I did not realize Lily? I needed. Yes, Lily. Um, already has an assistant. Did you, do they have, this is my one question, do they have centipede? Uh, I want to say yes, because they have classic ones that are like on the wall and they're, uh-huh. really, they're all Ellie. They're really cool. We played uh-huh. Space Invaders. Oh, so I have that's to imagine similar. Centipede yeah. was there somewhere. Centipede's my favorite. Oh. It looks really cool. It's really, it's like on the wall and it's really, really bright and yeah. LEDs and stuff. It's, that's fun. It's, it's fun. So oh. that happened, and that kind of cheered me up. So now, can kids go there or no? Yeah, yeah, they can. What with her lot of kids? There, were, there was one little girl, probably eight, who was literally sleeping in a booth oh, for alone. God's sake. I don't know if her I parents were. It doesn't sound like kids fine. should be there. Oh, this sounds bad yeah, news. It was weird. Yeah. It, it, after a certain time, they should not let kids there because it's mostly you people know, drinking, adults, alcohol, and then. <laughs> oh, you oh. Well, did it, no, did it, it make you feel better? Yeah, I did. It, it actually okay, cheered me good. up because I'm not. It's not something I ever. I don't go out. I right. That was never a thing I really like to do, but I'm glad I did because it good. made me feel better. I'm really sorry, sorry you job. didn't get that life changing opportunity. Yeah, it's all right. You know what? You know, it's maybe right. this is going to be the life changing opportunity. It, it already is. We're on the road. <laughs> we might be going on the road on a big tour. You never know. Yeah, we're gonna get into uh, Stevie Nicks' van or what? What is it called? A tour bus? Tour bus. Hey, yeah. you know what? What? Lily likes to fly private, <laughs> and because she can run up and down. Oh yeah, the Lily aisle needs to get our cardio in, and she loves to stay at fancy hotels. But there's one rule: yeah, she's not allowed to pee on the Oriental rugs. Is this a real thing? Or are you making this up? I am not making this up. Wait, so how do they prevent her from peeing on the Oriental rugs? I don't. I think I don't think they do. Oh wait a second. So wait, you've buried the headline. Stevie travels with Oriental rugs because it's not like they're just in hotels. I think they are in the hotels that Stevie stays in. Oh, okay. I'm thinking she like brings her own piano and Oriental rugs. I think 
I think these are level of hotels we haven't okay. seen. Okay, all right. This is the castle. She Maybe, she stays yeah. in castles. So how how does she get Lily to not pee on the Oriental rugs but pee everywhere else? I don't think she does. I think her assistant protects her from knowing this information. Oh, okay. Gotcha, She's, gotcha, she gotcha. says in this article, I believe, if I'm remember, if I'm remembering correctly. She knows not to do that because I tell her not to. And I think the assistant is just running behind Lily, scrubbing up dog urine. Yeah, Lily's peeing all over. Lily pees wherever Lily wants to pee. Yes, priceless. I knew it was going to be that kind of dog. It's a Chinese crested. Yes. It's... I don't like those kind of little tiny dogs. I, you know, we are not little dog people. I know, but I'm not a little dog person. Some people sure, love I'm little sure, dogs. I'm sure Lily is adorable and sweet, but she looks like she. You know what I imagine wig. Lily does? Yeah. <laughs> Every time you go to pet Lily, Lily bites the shit out of you. Yes, Lily, but is, not yeah, not Stevie, but every other person. Yeah, and everyone around. Stevie has to pretend to love Lily. And that Lily isn't biting and or humping. Yes. Even though Lily's a girl, yes. Lily's humping people. Yes. And Lily gets into Stevie's wigs. <laughs> All right. So getting back to your party. Yes. Really fun. Oh, my gosh. So Danielle looks really hot. I was very... Oh, um, Chris Latosh was wearing sequined pants. I had crazy pants. Um, they were, do you think you'll find another occasion to wear those pants? Oh, I'm going to wear them many times. Okay, good. I uh, bet Alex will get into them, too. I'm, she better not touch them. She's getting into those. Um, She's in them right now. I'm going to yeah. tell you what happened with Alex, because there's more to the story that you don't know about, Danielle. Okay. So, late in the night, people, people, I think, got drunk at my party. Well, I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of your friends, who I didn't know, yes. um, said they listened to the show, which was a huge compliment, oh, and that they nice. loved the show. Did you not know that like all of your friends listened to it? I didn't know that, no. Oh, well, they do, or they're making it up, but I think I, they do. I know a, uh, one, at least. Oh, there were many. Oh, many. that's nice. But, um, so I don't know. Anyway, at one point, I was like, does everyone have an accent here, or are they drunk? And then I realized both. They all had accents, and they were drunk. So, and I was, usually I, w- I, I did have a drink, but I was very, very like careful because I had a long way to drive. And so I really didn't drink that much. So it was like being sober par- sober person at a party, which I'm not usually. So it was just funny to me because <laughs> there was like like Malaysian accents and Swiss Swiss accents and and, and your husband German accents. And I was like, what is happening? I'm so confused. (laughs) Um, They were all very nice, actually. I really liked them. Oh, good. Yeah, I really enjoyed your friends. And uh, what else was I going to say? Okay, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, so there was drinking going on. Yeah. So there was drinking, there was dancing. We danced. I was really happy that people danced because I was like, maybe people aren't going to want to dance in a house. Oh, we danced. And we danced hard. It was fun. Um, And then at one point, I decided I was going to have a cigarette. Right. And there were cigarettes. Right. So I was excited. And so we all went on my deck. It was, you know, I don't know, midnight, I think, at this point, or Mm -hmm. close to midnight. And they weren't my they weren't my cigarettes. Right. But I had the pack in my hand and a couple other people had a cigarette, too. Right. But everybody kind of came out. Yeah. Even if we weren't smoking, we came out. Yes. To, uh, hang out with to you. hang out with me. And um, so we're out there. I'm smoking. I 
rarely have a cigarette. I used to be a smoker. My kids don't know that, of course. And while this is happening, (laughs) Alex glass doors because, you know, it's all windows facing my deck. Giant, giant windows. I I see Alex going. (gasps) It was horrific. And then she runs out. So, well, first you were like, it's okay. It's okay, honey. It's okay. Just, yeah. Every once in a while, it's okay. She was like, just kind of like stared at you, open mouth. Yeah. So then, then she runs away, and we're like, well, well, wait. I, first, I okay. said, I I handed the pack to Danielle. Yeah. And I I said, Danielle made me. I go. These are Danielle's. Danielle made me do it. Yeah. So she put the blame on me. And, and then, I was like, I, I, I don't. Sorry, she, Alex. And then I, Alex runs inside, and I'm like thinking well she just went inside to cry that's what i think and then what happens like 10 seconds later seven seconds later all the kids come to the window because a lot of um their friends were there because their parents because it's their parents so So i i hired a sitter and all the kids in the the whole night were kind of in the back just being goofy with the sitter right so there's benjamin and all the other kids just standing there at the glass just like like, wide open mouth seeing some of their parents smoking for the first time forever after and some people were smoking more than cigarettes exactly after years their whole life of us saying cigarettes, cigarettes are, bad, are disgusting cigarettes don't ever are, smoke yeah. you'll die immediately like <laughs> oh, no. and benjamin benjamin's little face yeah oh my so god he he you know it was like oh man i'm in i felt like i just got caught like i was a kid who just got caught by my right. parents i was like i'm in so much trouble but what danelle doesn't know is later that night so like at two in the morning yeah alex stays up the whole time you know because like lisa stays the night i gotta get lisa settled in bed sean and dear my friends stayed pretty late talking right. and so then they leave alex says mom can i talk to you and i'm like yeah she goes if you smoked you'd tell me right and i said yes and she said but do you and i said no i do not I just had that one. Right, okay. It was it had been a long time since I had a, another one. It's just once in a while at a party, sometimes adults just are feeling silly and they just want to have a cigarette. And she right. goes, okay, how many other people did Daniel make smoke? Danielle is the devil. <laughs> oh my God. What did you say? You're like three or four. Go, She's well, really bad. I go, you know, I don't think she really made anybody do it. I go, I think, you know, it wasn't really like that. I go, they, I think they just were like feeling silly. You know how people, when they drink, they get a little bit silly. I go, so I don't think she really forced anybody. She's not, you know, she's not like that. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hysterical. So was she really, was she okay? She was okay. She she was fine. She she said, well, would you tell me if dad smoked? Uh Uh-oh. And I was like, nope. (laughs) You have to talk to him. Okay. And, uh. Because he he does e-cigarettes, right? Yeah. Sometimes I don't, and I don't even know how often. I didn't see him do it. He didn't do it that night, but like I don't know, like his, I don't know. I'm just like, whatever he's doing, it's his, not his business, but like it's his business to tell them. It's his. Yeah, it's not my job to sort of rat your dad out. So she was like, okay, 
and she was very happy with that, like Good. content with okay. that. And so <laughs> but it was so shocking because even when I had said that out on the deck, yeah. I just assumed she wouldn't think it was a joke because we joke around so much. Right. I didn't think she would take it seriously that when I, I said made, that you made me do it. Right. But she really took it to heart that you made oh, me do that. <laughs> no, I think that's good. I think it's good that you had a had a story. So, and what about Benjamin? Did he care? He's never said a word about really? it. Really? I don't think he okay. even thought about it for another second. Um, or that he, would be a terrific scene in a movie though. <laughs> just a line of kids staring at their. It parents was so too. funny. <laughs> just judgmental <laughs> children. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. And Chris was like, "I'm 50. I'm just doing it because I'm." Oh, that's not okay. supposed to say that. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, so that was my party. Are you ready sure. to hear our uh, topic today? I'm very excited. It is how to survive fascism. This is something we need to know. Yes. Okay. I'm going to read you this. What I'm reading you is called the authoritative. Nope. What I'm reading you is called the authoritarian regime survival guide. Whoa. I'm going to explain the context of this. Okay. The text below, dubbed the authoritarian regime survival guide, was published in social media in January 2017 in a series of improvised spontaneous tweets. Okay. Which reached 3 million views within one month. Their common element was their trademark signature, with love, your Eastern European friends, and the accompanying hashtag learn from Europe. The guide went viral in the U.S. and many countries being tran- the guide went viral in the U.S. and many other countries being translated into several languages from Turkish to Filipino. It was printed on placards during anti-Trump protests, studied at two American universities, quoted by CNBC's Joy Reid on national TV, and recommended by former U.S. Secretary of Labor Robert Reich. Can I ask a question? Yes. So this is right after the election. It appears so. And was yes. this, was there, did they have a particular writer or just it said you're European friends? I think friends? it's, yeah, I, I think it's just a series of tweets that, um, from, I mean, this is what I'm to understand. Got it. Is that it's a series of tweets from Europe, like, learn from our past. Because you guys haven't exactly dealt with fascism in yes. this way before. I love this. I didn't yeah. know about these. I didn't either. Experts and summaries were published by various online media, but this is the first time it is published as a whole. So it's been like aggregated, I guess, if that's the word. Um, All right. It's a good word. Here's what to do. Ready? Year one. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? (laughs) You just look like, yeah, can I handle this? I'm bearing down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Year one, cocaine bearing down. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Year one, under authoritarianism, what to expect? Mm Mm-hmm. They will come to power with the campaign based on fear, scaremongering, and distorting the truth. Yes. Nevertheless, their victory will be achieved through a democratic electoral process. Yep. Be aware, as this will be their argument, every time you question the legitimacy of their actions. They will claim a mandate from the people to change the system. Your head is going to fall off because you're going to nod so much in in um, agreement with okay. everything I say, probably, okay. or recognition with everything I say. Remember, gaining power through a democratic system does not give them permission to cross legal boundaries and undermine said democracy. Two, they will divide and rule. Their strength lies lively. Their strength lies in unity, in one voice and one ideology, and so should yours. They will call their supporters patriots. Mm. The only true Americans. You will be labeled as traitors, enemies of the state, unpatriotic, 
the corrupt elite, the old regime trying to regain power. Their supporters will be the people, the sovereign, who's cho- who chose their leaders. Don't let them divide you. Remember, you're one people, one nation with one common good. Three, they will subjugate state media, turning them into a propaganda tube. This is obviously what happened in Russia. They had one free um, outlet that Mm -hmm. was forced to quit because they were going to be censored. They will subjugate state media, turning into a propaganda tube. Then, through convoluted laws and threats, they will attempt to control all mainstream media and limit press freedom. They will ban critical press from their briefings, calling them liars, fake news. They will brand those media as unpatriotic, acting against the people. This is exactly what Trump did. Yes. Um, fight, fight for every media outlet, every journalist that is being banned, censored, sacked, or labeled as enemy of the state. There's no hope for freedom and there is no free press. Four, they will create chaos, maintain a constant sense of conflict and danger. January 6th, anybody? It will be their argument to enact new authoritarian laws, each one further limiting your freedoms and civil liberties. They will disguise them as being for your protection for the good of the people. See through the chaos, the fake danger, expose it before you wake up in a total, a totalitarian (laughs) fascist state. I love totalitarian cereal. So much fiber. You know what? It backs me up. It does. It's too much. It's too much. It it has the reverse effect on me. That's weird. Maybe you're (laughs) doing it wrong. Um, Maybe you're shoving it up your You're not supposed to put it in your butt? No. (laughs) (laughs) Take this cereal and shove it up your ass. That's their logo. That is. Which So I understand why you got it wrong then. Five, they will distort the truth, deny facts, and blatantly lie. They will try to make you forget what facts are. Mm-hmm. Sedate your need to find the truth. They will find, they will feed post-truths and alternative facts. Replace knowledge and logic with emotions and fiction. Uh, it started day one with the size of the inauguration when Trump was uh, inaugurated. Um, Kellyanne Conway came out and said that it was full. And then, right? Yes. And then, or was it, uh, no, it was his press secretary. Um, Sarah Huckabee? No, before her, it was uh, the guy who went on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, uh, God, what's his name? Yes, I can't remember. Doey, Doey Bald Dude. Yeah. Doey Bald Dude. That's his name. Yeah. But then she, I believe, introduced the term alternative facts. Um. Which was a great 90s band, Alternative Facts. Oh, man. Oh, my I, God. We danced, I think, to them at yeah, my did. party. We did. They will incite uh, sh- Paul, Sean, Sean, Paul, Paul, Paul Spicer. Sean, Sean Spicer. Spicer. <laughs> that was a, I think that I, was a nice dismount. <laughs> I think it may have just had a stroke. Um, they will, <laughs> Sean Spicer. Spicy. They will incite and then leak fake superficial scandals, um, such as the election being rigged, Mm -hmm. the second one. Seven, they will propose shocking laws to provoke your outrage. DeSantis, much? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about even like immigration stuff that happened early on, the stuff with all the people in the airports where they wouldn't let people. They wouldn't let into um, the Middle East. Yes. Right. Uh, Muslims. They wouldn't let Muslims into the country. That was yes. like that was like day five. Oh my god, that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I just remember people. There were people who who were like, you know, maybe it's not going to be that bad. Right. And then it was like so far beyond is that worse than what we thought it was going to yes. be that we were all just kind of like stunned into a state of. 
I will tell you that I was one of those people. Not that I didn't think it was going to be bad under Trump. I just didn't. I knew he was a horrible, disgusting mm. person. I didn't know how um, competent he would be at doing these things he was saying he was mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. I thought there would be checks and balances. Um, so I was actually a little stunned by that. The one, two mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Muslims and the um, you know people from South America, Central America, you know, being held in cages. Yeah. They will propose shocking laws to provoke your outrage. You will focus your efforts on fighting them so they will seemingly back off, giving you a false sense of victory. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, they will push through less flashy legislation, slowly dismantling democracy, which we sort of found out. Um, well, Trump did uh, overturn l- rules that would have had stricter laws on the trains. Which, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, the accident that happened. All the environmental stuff. All the environmental oh, God, stuff. Oh, God, all, so much. And all the, <laughs> how about all the judges in Roe v. Wade? Yep. All the Supreme yeah. Court stuff? Like, so yeah. much. And the bank regulations I just heard yeah. this morning on Rachel Maddow that she was explaining how the banks fall, failing mm-hmm. were, um, well, Anyway, the banks failing was because the banks failed because they didn't have to go through as rigorous um, uh, uh, qualifications to become banks because of things Trump did. Uh, Because they're smaller banks. When invading your liberal sense. okay, when invading your liberal sensibilities. Oh, this is number eight. If anyone's Ocho. When invading your liberal sensibilities, they will focus on what hurts the most. Women and minorities. They will act as if democracy was majority rule without respect for the minority. They will paint foreigners and immigrants as potential threats. Racial. Oh, I don't think that happened. <laughs> racial, religious, sexual, and other minorities will become enemies to the order and security they are supposedly providing. They will cha- uh, challenge women's social status, undermine gender equality, and interfere with pr- reproductive rights. I mean, that's. I mean, wow. Check, check, check. <sighs> but. It means they are aware of the threat women and minorities pose to their rules, so it makes so make it your strength. I thought that was interesting. This is in 2017. All this was written. Yes, it's ins- I it's know. Hor- it's horrifying. Unless unless this website is bullshit, but um, it seems to be legitimate. Women and minorities have to be ready to fight the hardest, reminding the majority what true democracy is about, and you must fight together with them. Step nine. They will try to take control of the judiciary. They will assault your highest court. They need to remove the checks and balances to be able to push through unconstitutional legislation. Um, Controlling the judiciary. They can also threat anyone that defies them with prosecution, including the press. That's what they did. Yes. Preserve the independence of your courts at all costs. They are your safety valve, the safeguard of the rule of law and democratic system. I kept checking to make sure this wasn't like far left, like bullshit yeah to to put it and everything i read i was like no 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 this makes sense this makes sense this really happened this makes sense this isn't like you know conspiracy theory shit because i was concerned about that when i started reading it okay 10 they will try to limit freedom of assembly calling it a necessity for your security they will the riots they will well what they call the riots they will enact laws prior to prioritizing state events and rallies or those of a certain type of ideology if they can choose who can demonstrate legally they have a legal basis to forcefully disperse or prosecute the rest oppose any legislation attempting to interfere with freedom of assembly for whatever reason 11 they will distort the language coin new terms and labels 
uh, repeat shocking phrases uh, until you, you know, like um, wokeism and never woke and, you know, all that stuff. Oh, and like lock her up. Lock. Oh, very good one. Lock her up. Um, go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Until you accept them as normal and subconsciously associate them with whom they like. A thief, liar or traitor will automatically mean the opposition will a patriot or a true American will mean their follower. Their slogans have double meaning. <laughs> well, they've even I think I feel like in a way they've even sort of co-opted the American flag. That comes up and I couldn't agree more. In fact, my husband is always so mad about that because he dis- displays the American flag yeah. on, on those kind of holidays. Those kind. Um, <laughs> you know, Easter. He's very confused. <laughs> he doesn't really understand. He thinks Easter is about the American president's laying eggs or something. No flags on flag day. <laughs> no flags on flag day. Um, yeah, so he's always ranting about that, which he's right. It's yes. it's not it's not okay. And also the but this just reminded me of uh, the fake news because the fake news was originally used to describe what Trump and his people were. I think that's where it came from. Um, and then they turned it around to be anything that wasn't Fox was fake yeah, news. Yeah. Okay. They will take your national symbols, associate mm. them with their regime, remake their attribute, re- remake them into attributes of their power. They want you to forget that your flag, your anthem, and your symbols belong to you, the people, to everyone equally. Don't let them be hijacked. Use and expose them in your fight as much as they do. Show your national symbols with pride. Let them give you strength. Not associate with you with the tyranny that brought. Uh, onto your country. So, Chris, this is for you because I know you own a um, American flag bikini and summer's <laughs> coming up and I think you should wear that with all pride. Well, it is sequined. Yes. and has So a, it's, it's more of a layout bikini and less yeah. than a swimming bikini. Yeah, well, I have, yeah. This, I have the swimming one. Yeah. It's a one piece. Right. I have the layout one, two piece sequins, yeah. and then I have the cover up that's also the American flag. Right. So. And you were going to get a new... Um, uh, bald eagle tattoo to 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 go with your panther, right? Yeah, but I think I want to do it across my entire back. You should reclaim yeah. it. Yeah, and um, maybe get the national anthem tattooed, you know, down my arm. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> because they're not going to win. I won't let them no, win. No, don't let them win. <laughs> they will try to re- rewrite history to suit their needs and use the education system to support their agenda. Oh, my God. Books. That's what they're doing now. They will alienate foreign allies and partners, convincing you don't need them. Uh, they won't care for the rest of the world with their focus on making your country great again while ruining your economy to fulfill their populist promises. They will omit the fact that you're part of a bigger world whose development depends on cooperation or sharing and on trade. Jaina. 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 Remember Jaina? No. Oh, What's Jaina? Trump used to call China Jaina. Oh, my God. That's how God. he sort of pronounced it. Well, yeah. I mean, they're very um, nationalistic. Yes. Right. Like, who cares about the rest? It's all about America right. first. Who cares about the rest of the, the right. world? And that's we have to. We yeah. have to care about the rest. By of the, the way, world. there is there is a history of fascism in this country. It's not like this is brand new. Yeah. It's just that it's not been quite so mainstream before. Yes. Yes. Um, Trump didn't invent any of he this. Did He's not. just copying he, he, from some of the yes. greatest hits of other fascists. That's right. Uh, don't let them build walls promising you security instead of bridges giving you prosperity. They will eventually manipulate the electoral system. They might say it's cor- it's to correct flaws to make it more fair, more similar to the rest of the world, or just make it better. Don't believe it. They won't be messing with it at all if it wasn't to benefit them in some way. Okay. Um, 
Okay, above all, be strong, fight, endure, and remember you're on the good side of history. Every authoritarian, totalitarian, and fascist regime in history eventually failed thanks to the people. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent point. Okay, quickly, six rules for survival under the authoritarian regime. Oh, these are the survival tools. Yes. I love a survival tool. Rule, rule one, don't stay indifferent. It will concern you eventually. It will concern your family, your friends. Voice your objection immediately. Show yes. them you care. Resist. Love and that, that does not necessarily mean buying a rainbow flag t-shirt at Target. But if you do, make sure you get the bathing suit to match. Rule two, they thrive on fear and ignorance. Expose their scaremongering. Show flaws in their arguments. Raise awareness. Educate people around you. They love when you well, argue with them. Well, they're Do it on Facebook. <laughs> that, I, I've done that with my brother, and let me tell you, I'm changing hearts and minds. <laughs> they're actually going to tell you how to argue later. Okay. They will try to distort facts, rewrite history. Don't let them. Rule three, organize protest movements, mobilize civil society. They're well organized, so should you be. Flood the streets. They will back off when you see your numbers. They depend on you, the people. Rule four, don't let them divide you into different classes of citizens, true Americans, patriots versus traitors and enemies of the state. You're all citizens, one nation, despite different beliefs and ideology. Make your diversity your strength. Stay together for a common goal, survival of your country or of freedom and democracy. Rule five, don't give up. Don't get tired and don't wait. Don't try to wait it out. Don't hope it will pass. It won't. They will manipulate people, control the media to sway public opinion, fix the electoral system, and stay for good. Rule six, if you don't get them to back off or to step down, you better make goddamn sure that when the next elections come, assuming there's still democracy left, no one will vote for the same bastards again. Okay, seven rules on approaching authoritarian, authoritarian, (laughs) why do I keep wanting to say something else? Supporters. Okay. What if your neighbor, friend, or family member supports the authoritarian regime? Rule one, don't look down on them. Don't patronize them, even if you know what they're saying has no factual basis or you find it offensive. But you can secretly inside. All of this you should be doing. You should roll your eyes when you walk away, but not till you turn your back. Yeah, internally judge the shit out of them. Don't preach, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Try to understand them, where they are coming from, what their problems are, and why they see solutions to them in the regime. Treat them as people, as equals. They believe what they're saying is true, and they believe they have valid reasons for their support, which is true. They, yeah, they are yeah. people. They are, you know, they, treat them with respect. Rule two, don't get emotional. Don't get provoked into heated arguments. Fight the other side's emotions with your calm, logical approach. Mm-hmm. The angrier they get, the calmer you should be. They'll calm down eventually. We'll see. This is a good good advice for parenting, too. It absolutely is. Yes. Rule three, focus on what you have in common. Do you live in the same neighborhood? Do you work in the same company or sector? The smaller the community, the easier it is. Give examples like we all need to get this done for all of us. If we don't cooperate, neither of us will have it. Rule four, use their language. Don't treat it as inferior or below you. Don't seem patronizing. If they curse, curse with them. If they approach you with humor, don't get angry or uptight about it. Reply with humor. Mm-hmm. Show them you can, uh, you're actually not that different. As long as you communicate on two different planes, you'll never meet. Rule five, don't block their news sources. Don't turn away from their leaders and authority figures. Treat them as insights into their worldview and tactics. Use them to your advantage to better prepare for their arguments. Whenever you don't agree with something or detect a lie, voice it calmly, expose it with factual arguments. Rule six, pinpoint the practical negative effects of their side's actions, ones that affect them directly. For examples of how they, their family, children, uh, find examples of how they, their families, children, or friends will be personally impacted by their policies or how it will affect your shared community. 
Rule seven, if all else fails, don't turn away, don't abandon your friends and family, don't shun your neighbors. Remember, an authoritarian wants to divide you to control you, so invite them over to your barbecue. Crack open a beer. And who knows, maybe they'll realize you're not so different after all. Now, that might be a little pie in the sky, but I think mm-hmm. some of it can be used. Um, it reminded me of your story with your psycho neighbor who the police said make friends with them and mm-hmm. what, you brought them a cake or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think you have to try to keep those relationships going. I mean, if they're as long as they're not incredibly toxic, I think it's important. So, you know, you got to try to keep it friendly. Yeah. Okay, so I don't have an exact um, uh, story this time because it was hard to find the short thing that would like encompass someone's experience yes. in um, fascism. So I'm just going to tell you about a book I read. Okay. I'm going to actually read the, I, I read this book, so I'm going to read the synopsis, the, the, little, uh, the little spiel on it. I love it. Okay, this is a, about a book called Three Ordinary Girls. Okay. The astonishing true story of three fearless female resistors during World War III, whose youth and innocence belied their extraordinary daring in the Nazi-occupied Netherlands. It also made them the underground's most valuable commodity. Recruited as teenagers, Hanni Schaft and Dutch sisters Truss and Friede, Friede mm. Overstegen. Your pronunciation is I think is they were at your party. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Fulfilled their harrowing missions as spies, saboteurs and Nazi assassins with remarkable courage, but their stories have remained largely unknown until now. May 10th, 1940, the the Netherlands was swarming with Third Reich troops. In seven days, it's entirely occupied by Nazi Germany. Joining a small resistance cell in the Dutch city of Haarlem were three teenage girls, Hanni Schaft and the sisters Truce and Freddy Overstegen, who would soon band together to form a singular female underground squad smart fiercely political devoted solely to the cause and with nothing to lose but their own lives hanny truce and freddie took terrifying direct action against nazi targets they included sheltering fleeing jews political dissidents and dutch resistors they sabotaged bridges and railways and donned disguises to lead children from probable internment in concentration camps to safe houses they covertly transported weapons and set military facilities ablaze and they carried out the assassinations of german soldiers and traitors on public streets and in private traps with the courage of veteran guerrilla fighters and the cunning of seasoned spies in telling this true story through the lens of a fiercely unique trio of freedom fighters tim brady tim brady offers a little known perspective of the dutch resistance during the war of lies under threat of how these courageous young women became involved in the underground and how their dedication evolved into evolved into dangerous life-threatening missions on behalf of Dutch patriots regardless of the consequences. Harrowing, emotional, and unforgettable, Three Ordinary Girls finally moves these three icons of resistance into the deserved forefront of world history. Wow. It was a really good book. It's bananas. They're just like three, like, maybe I think they're teenagers. Maybe one of them is 20 or something. Yes. And they like shuttle Jews back and forth and like literally shoot German soldiers and trap them like honey trap them and stuff it's it's amazing she rose (laughs) her story (laughs) (laughs) do you think you would um, be able to fight fascists if it came to it no I think I'd be able to hide (laughs) I Um, think you know what I think I could if I had some magic mind. Do you think that would help you um, Garen would you like some it it wakes you up and helps you fight fascism you know it's not on their bottle. <laughs> it should be. It's not listed that it helps you fight fascism. Right. But I think maybe they should consider putting that, it on the bottle. I think that's what the matcha does, no? Mm. 
fascism fighting matcha? You know what it might, the, I think the echinacea yeah. is good for fascism. That's, that's it, that's it, that's, that's it. That's where the, the fighting fascism yeah. comes from. So Magic Mind is these little shots of goodness, juice, yeah. with, um, gives like you, you said. Gives you a little boost. It does give you a boost. I need it, I need it, because you know what? Hearing about fascism. It makes you sleepy? It does. <laughs> it's weird. kind of makes me really tired. It, so tired of oh. armbands. I think it was just kind of reminding me of the last, uh, how many years has it been now? That we, since, six, since 2016. Since so 2016 yeah. through, I don't know, it felt like 20, I think that aged us all 27 years. Yes. So right. I, I think having a little uh, boost is what's necessary now. Yeah. So I had this last week mm-hmm. at our show, and I felt very awake. I was almost worried that I wasn't going to be able to fall asleep that night because I was so awake when yeah. I'm usually really tired. And I fell asleep, like, totally easily. Oh, it was, good. It was great. So it kind of is the best of both worlds. So if you go to their website, yes. magicmind.com, mm-hmm. and put in the code how to survive, yes, you'll get a big old fat discount. Yeah. Up to 40% off. Yes. Depending on what you order, right? Yeah. So check it out. Yes. And then we're going to be right back with our guest right after this. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle, Christine, how are you? How was I'm your break? Uh, it was it was restful. Oh, I, I love you getting some rest. Yeah, I took a little nap in the corner. <laughs> you know what? It does turn out fascism can make you a little sleepy. It do, it's it's tiring. Holding those signs. Yeah. Finding oh. the man. Postcarding. Postcarding. My hand gets cramped. They want you to use different colors. Like it's yeah. a fucking kindergarten project. I use glitter pen. My daughter's glitter pens. Do you really? When I do the postcarding, yeah. I you ha- should also put glitter in the envelope. Like you oh, sh- so when they open it, it's yeah, like, Yeah, so it's just a, a, like a mess, and they resent you, and then they don't do what you want. I don't know if that's effective, but... Well, you could, you could postcard for the other side. You could oh. postcard for Republicans and put glitter in, and then maybe, maybe you'll get more people to your side. Turn just them off of Republicanism. Yes, yes reverse... Reverse psychology. You know what? That's brilliant. Thanks. I'm going to do it. Thanks. So. Yeah. We're back. We're back. We've got a guest. Yeah. You might know him from his years on Conan. You might know him from the Eric Andre show. He's written for Triumph. Todd Levin. Yay, Todd. Hi. Hi. I was being respectful by not speaking before you said my name. Is that correct? Was that the right Protocol. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Okay. We're not. I had so many things I wanted to interrupt. Oh, so. what did you want to, <laughs> about glitter? Do you have thoughts on glitter? I'm a man. Let me speak. Um, no, I didn't. I would have suggested maybe sending glitter to fascists themselves. Do you think too fat? Yeah. Temporarily blind them. Oh, that's a really good idea. And also, getting it out of your carpet will make you think about things. Give up on your re-think, cause sometimes. It takes time. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Didn't somebody glitter bomb Rudy Giuliani or something? Um, that I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he I did it to himself. Somebody got in that. But there was a group, f- a, a van, a Four Seasons van parked. Uh, <laughs> did you see on? Yeah, right out, right outside my house yesterday. That made me laugh. Yeah, Giuliani's doing a road stop, <laughs> a tour, whistle stop tour. Um, so in the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive fascism, and now we're going to talk about. How to Survive Disney World. <laughs> Sorry, Disney. My connection was not really Disneyland. My connection I was making in my head was Florida. How to Survive Fascism, How to Survive a Fascist State. Is this um, in connection to Ron DeSantis? Yeah. So, uh, Todd. Hi. Hi. Tell us about your story. Okay. Well, first of all, I feel a little 
embarrassed to tell this story after you guys were talking about fighting fascism. No, no, no. That's our show. That's the whole point of our show. <laughs> My it's life something... is very conflict-free. Good. Uh, no, that's that's how it should be. Okay, so I I'll, I'll preface this by saying that. <clears throat> My parents are uh, Disney adults, which Whoa. a lot of people don't oh, know. It's not a thing that, yeah, a lot of people kind of are surprised about that. Yeah. Um, but they are Disney adults. They have been for a long time. You go into their house. It is tricked out. It's all Disney, like deep, deep cuts. Too. Okay. Like, so it's not relegated to one room. No, 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 no. Okay. So give us examples of what's in this house. I'd be happy to. Thank you. Um I mean, stuffed animals on every shelf. Oh, um, no. But also seasonal ones. Mm -hmm. So okay. as the seasons change, my parents will swap out like summer Disney or summer Mickey Mouse with like one wearing like a winter cap. Or, <laughs> Is there tree Disney? Or like Disney? a goofy holding a dreidel. They have things like things that oh. I was like, oh, those are like bootleg items. Where did you even get oh, them? They're not no, I don't even, even know. I mean, they, I've, I don't see them anywhere else, but they, they have, have the inside like, connection. They have the inside connection. They've done the homework. Yeah. And then uh, they have a toaster that plays the Mickey Mouse theme when the toast pops up and it also imprints like a ghostly yeah. image of I've Mickey seen, Mouse's I've head. I've seen wow. the ghostly image thing yeah. and I kind of love it <laughs> for any, whatever the whatever the different brand, you know, the Hello Kitty, the thing. I mm -hmm. love the idea. I've never mm -hmm. had it. I will just interrupt you quickly to tell you that I grew up, I never thought of my dad as a Disney adult, but he is a collector mm. of what is called Disneyana. What's Disneyana? Collectibles. Just collect like it's those little just, miniatures. Yeah, just any like kind of Disney collectible. It's not like he has stuffed animals, but he has yes, he has the miniature figures. Mm -hmm. um, he collects a lot of different things, but that is one of the things he collects. So I guess, but it's all in one room. It's just in I his yeah. office. Yeah, it's so in a special it's, place. It's yeah, in a special place. Yeah. Can I ask a question, Todd? Do mm -hmm. they go to Dismeets? What are Dismeets? I don't know what Dismeets are. So my dad dated a woman for 14 years, casually, as you do, um, and asked me if he could break up with her over text. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, the point is, she was very into Disney, and she would go to these, I believe, monthly Dismeets, oh, no. where they would go house to house. Yeah. They probably traded houses who hosted, mm -hmm. where I think they brought all their pins. Oh, and they'd swap pins. And they'd oh, swap okay. pins yeah. and compare pins, and they'd say, like, oh, I went on the cruise, and I got this pin. And, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, show each other their merch, I guess, right. that they'd recently acquired, and do some swapping of their pins, and they called them Dismeets. Does That's this sound no, familiar? No. they my, Now, I know my parents are aware of all the pin trading stuff, and I, I know they have pins. But they're not collectors. It's not like they're collecting it. They're right. just filling their lives with it. Do you know? It's like a different okay. thing where they're not thinking, I'll sell this someday. Or right. I, I have this rare thing that I can swap with somebody. There's they're nothing just rare like, about it. No, they're just like, let's fill every oh, like bit okay. of, of white space in our home with okay. this. So we we're surrounded by it. We're like it's more ensconced of a in it. decorating yeah. idea. Yes. Do they it's have, a lifestyle. Oh, oh okay. do they have stuffed animals in their car looking out at you from the back seat? They, I know, I don't. I know they have in the past had that. I don't know if they do now. They definitely have stickers and things like that. They have, oh, in their bathroom, they have a bath mat that's the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. They yeah. All their towels have Mickey Mouse's face on them, which is also wow. so weird to like wipe your yes, ass on. Yes, yes. Uh, a towel with Mickey Mouse's face. <laughs> Feels great, though. Perverse. Um, like <laughs> all their soap dispensers. Like every, you know, all the like accoutrement that you would have in your house instead of going to Bed Bath & Beyond to get it, they're getting right. it from the Disney Corporation. Okay, so yeah. were, were they like this when you were a kid? No. 
Okay, so not this at is, all. So this, this is, is interesting. So this, How did this happen? And they so both this, are into it. They're both super into it, and and oh, and they also if when they go to Disney, they dress like head to toe. Like my oh, dad, wow. okay. sometimes like like shorts and like a goofy hat and like right. socks with Mickey Mouse ears and like a uh-huh. little tiny backpack with oh, like wow. Pluto on it. And he looks like sometimes like like a like a mentally disabled adult. Right, I was going to say know, that. Like, yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the people like, might the time, be, like right. cutting a wide berth around him. Like he'd um, be in a movie with Woody Harrelson yes, right he, now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it's that. It's a, a bit and of do they log. dress like this in their normal lives as well? Often, like you know, I mean, they wear it, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't go head to toe in it. Okay. You know, they'll like a little an accent, a little piece, <laughs> like accent. a scarf yeah. or yeah. a flare, a little silk scarf, earrings, just to kind of like wink, like we're in the we're in the club, so they can recognize others. it's like Harley people, where it'll be like the boots, the leather Harley boots. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, got it. So yeah, so what's and they are how old? My dad just turned 80 last year. He's wow, going to be 81 in a couple so weeks. this is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. how did they, I'm sorry. How did they happen upon this? So it's strange because as as much as they're into Disney and they are in like the Disney club, like the vacation club, they're not in anymore. They were in until about two years ago, um, but for many, many years. Okay. Um, is that for cruises or all for kinds? For everything. For okay. everything. It's like you just give them the, your money and then they give you like Disney bucks back, I guess, that you mm-hmm. can only spend in, in the, on their properties. Wow. You know? Um, and it's one to one exchange. Yeah, <laughs> what is the point of this? <laughs> so apparently, the Disney dollar is very weak right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Uh, no. Like, do they, yeah. Was there a run on the Disney bank? Yeah, they're, they're woke Disney bank. <laughs> the woke um, Disney bank. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so it's it's like it's a weird thing on its face. You know what I mean? Like that they go so often, uh-huh. but it's even weirder because. Every time my family has gone to Disney World, something horrible has happened. Oh. Like it's been horrible. Like pretty much every time that I remember it. Like, like, even even in, I've had okay times at Disneyland since we've been in California. It's uh-huh. been fine. My parents are not a fan. Uh, <laughs> isn't no. that weird? It's so weird. No way. It's, too, it's like I don't understand this place. It's too small. Like it's not. Oh, that's like, so funny. Yeah, it's like the the turkey leg cart isn't where I expect it to be, and you know oh, that kind of thing. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. So we we took them to Disneyland when our <laughs> like, daughter was no. like a year and a half, thinking yeah. like they'll love this. This yes. would be a perfect thing for them. They were just like, oh no, this is very disorganized. Orienting. That's hysterical because yeah, yeah. it's more manageable. It's much more manageable, yeah. But they know the other place inside and gotcha. out. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they all that, <laughs> and it's but it has been horrible. Like even we went my 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 own family, like Lisa and I and the kids went for the first time with our kids to Disney World uh, this past November. Okay. And it was November, and there just happened to be a hurricane. The two days that we were in the park, oh, like it was beautiful no. weather up until then, yes. and then suddenly it was like a hurricane that was like months after hurricane season. So, and Lisa had a broken ankle, so she was on a knee scooter. Oh. And we were like in oh Epcot Center, which like torrential rain on us and ponchos, <laughs> and it was awful, awful. And we had to cancel one of the days and move it to another day. It was just oh. terrible. But it's been like that every. It's like we're cursed. Like every single okay. time we've gone, like one other time we went, and within an hour of arriving, my brother. Like was choking on something, and then he passed out oh and hit God. his head on oh a kitchen island in my parents' like uh, Disney suite, and had to be rushed to the emergency room in Celebration, Florida. 
Uh, <laughs> Not a celebration. Yeah. And like was there for several days of the vacation. Oh so we would God. go to the parks and then go visit my brother in the hospital. This empty oh hospital in celebration. There's no one in the hospital. Because Isn't celebration where the Scientology Center is? It might be, but it's a town that Disney itself the Disney built. Yeah. Bill. Oh, okay. Isn't oh. that Clearwater? Clear oh, that's okay. Clearwater. Oh, that's sorry. Clearwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Scientology okay. is Clearwater. Gotcha. Yes. So celebration is this. It's a really weird town because it's like you it, go to... T- Go to a town where nothing is more than five years old, and the whole town oh, like wow. houses. It's the, like, like the Americana, where it's yeah, like fake world. It's a, it's yeah. it's a lot like that. It's a lot like that, but it's a full town with a, like if the Americana had a hospital. It would be like that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Next to like Sugarfina. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all the um, all the doctors are in full. Um, like you know, costume. Ma- mascot <laughs> costumes. Yeah, yeah. Mickey yeah. ears. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been yeah, it's been rough, but so. That was those are all our family vacations. But the very first time we went, to me, it was like the time that my parents should have realized you never go back here again. Like none of right. us should have ever gone back there again. We didn't go as children. We went for a verse. I was sixteen the first time okay. we went to Disney World. My sister was seventeen, almost eighteen. No, she might have been eighteen at that point. My brother was fourteen. Okay. We're all pretty close in age. Mm-hmm. We were just surly teenagers. Yeah, yeah. And my parents decided for the first time. <laughs> We're going to fly. We've never flown before. And we're okay. going to f- spend a week in Disney World with our teenage kids and mm-hmm. let them experience the magic <laughs> of a place that is designed for four-year-olds. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, it was, and I know it was really, really important to my mom that this vacation go well. My mom was very, has always been the kind of person who's, she's a bit tense, but she's also very obsessed with, I think, how our family appears to others. Oh, okay. And how other families appear to her. You know, the sort of, they seem very happy. Mm. Why don't we seem happy? Oh. And this mm-hmm. will be a place where we will oh, all seem, we'll seem very happy. The, the, you know. the forced happiest place on earth. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like happy happiness at gunpoint. Um, so, she, so she was really counting on this vacation. And, and it was also, I should say, it was a, like a big deal for them because... We didn't have a ton of money growing up, so expensive. yeah, so it's a really expensive vacation. We're all flying; it was a big deal. But the magic of Disney World was completely lost on oh. like my brother and sister and I, and so we yeah. were just not into it. You're you know? too old for it. Yeah, we're too old for it, and you know, we were kind of like the shitty kid at a, a, a birthday party who's who's like pointing out that the magician has like a hang, you know, like a, yes. a, a like a, a scarf sticking out of his uh, cuff. And he's like, I know you did that trick. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. We were like that with any, anything that was like buzz considered mad, you know, a total buzzkill the whole time. And, you know, kind of not getting along. Like, you know, my sister was a pretty unhappy teenager, you know, like it's just a lot of hormones. Mm. And so day after day in this park, it was just unpleasant. Like everything was like this is stupid, you know, like yes. we're riding small world, just all like giving <laughs> like all the little <laughs> puppets a finger like, fuck you, fuck you, Belgium, fuck you, Norway. It was we were just such we were just dicks, you know, and and my mom was trying, you know, she was trying to sort of get us rally us mm-hmm. all and you mm-hmm. know take pictures here and there. And I remember one time she was trying. She wanted us to buy these T-shirts that they, this is back in the 80s, it was like Epcot and Disney, and they would, they had these t-shirts where they would take a picture of your family, and then they would print out, um, through a dot matrix printer, that image on a t-shirt, just really kind of like blocky, clunky yes. image, oh, but that was God. very advanced technology at the time, so you could have a t-shirt that's like, you know, oh. have a magical day, and it's your whole family, uh, oh, in black and white, oh, yeah. like, cute. The last thing you'd want to wear <laughs> as a teenager. Exactly, a teenager's dream, so like, we were all just like, no, whoa. <laughs> Oh, no. And I remember I'd asked my mom 
if I could just have the cash equivalent of, <laughs> of whatever the shirt was, which was a very me thing to do at that age. Um, and, you know, it just like everything, like there's nothing was connecting, you know, mm-hmm. and it was day after day of this. And, oh, I remember my mom wanted us to, there was some Italian restaurant in the Magic Kingdom that was, Pinocchio. it was modeled after the one from um, Lady and the Tramp, right. the, okay. the one where they all, they have the date at Lady and the Tramp. Right. And my, my mom wants us to eat dinner there. And we were just like, oh, they let dogs eat there. <laughs> no, like, just like like inventing things to make it worse. Oh my worse. God. You so guys are such jerks. We're such dicks. Yeah. We're such dicks. Yeah. Like, it, didn't, it took me many years to realize how much of a hand we had in uh-huh. the failure of this vacation. I think at the time I was just sort of like, my parents, that was a terrible idea of theirs. And yeah, they ruined realized, it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, we <laughs> utterly ruined it. Did, you, did your mom make you and your sister eat a strand of spaghetti <laughs> one Share one for the yeah, photo. Yeah, right. So she could take a photo yeah. with her like disc camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like bleeding colors on the photo. No, she... Uh, this, this just went on for, I think it was like three days of this. Oh, my God. And then it was, we retired to our hotel room at the end of a, like another exhausting day. And my mom was like really like breaking at that point. Oh. You could just see like just how, how tense she was. And our setup in the room was we had like two connecting rooms mm-hmm. with a do- an open door between mm-hmm. them. So my mom went in one room to lie down, just like like, like a corpse, just completely <laughs> stiff in her bed, just to sort of let, hopefully let the day wash off. Right. And my brother and sister and I, and my dad were in the other room. I, I think my dad was watching TV. And my brother and sister and I were like goofing around and like kind of just basically shitting on Disney Park and like laughing and shitting on like right. how bad everything was and how like kind of like categorizing things as like, where th- was this like lame or was it gay which was uh, right. de rigor that those days and I, I'm, I'm sorry for that um but um and you know but kind of like hooting and hollering and like getting kind of loud uh, um i don't know that we were hooting and hollering we were definitely chitting and chatting though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it was just getting like very like r- raucous and loud uh-huh. and my mom <laughs> comes into the room and she's just like seething, you know, and just kind of through gritted teeth, she just says, uh, can you please keep it down? <laughs> you know, and my dad, which this says, which is the very wrong thing to say. But in this moment, my dad says, um, uh, what does he say? Oh, take it easy, Marsha. Oh, yeah. no. Which, yes, yes. Oh, said, no. Those he, are fighting words. And he, he meant it genuinely because he, he said, take it easy. At least they're finally having fun. Oh, <laughs> at your expense. <laughs> yes. Literal and, and figurative and it was, you know, And I know he was trying to say, like, let's just enjoy the fact right. that they're getting along and having yes. fun. Right. But it was a poor word choice. Yeah. A very yeah. poor word choice. Oh. But even worse, like, before my dad even finished the sentence, my mom said back to him, um... Fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. Hold on. And then she said, I hate you. Oh. And then she said, I hate your cock. What? Wait. You will never what? fuck me with your cock again. Oh, my God. And then she stormed out of the room, slammed the door, and went to her room. Oh, what? And we were all just sitting there like... <gasps> What the fuck just happened? Oh my god! It was like, Are you? Oh, wait a second! My god! Yes, you're not getting. And I'm going to say, I want to say, 
I've never heard my mom speak like that to my dad prior to that. Never. Oh my God. In front of us, certainly. And never, I just ne- had never heard her do that, even behind closed doors. I've never heard any mom doing that. And I've never heard her speak to him like that since then. It would, But the way she said it and the sort of speed with which she replied to him <laughs> yeah. was as if she had this loaded in a yeah, chamber yes. in her brain for like decades. Holy shit. And it was so crazy. Shit. It was like, it was like my mom just like, it was like a, a master swordsman, like killing everyone in the room with one swipe. <laughs> so what did you guys do? We just, we sat there in stunned silence, which is what, what can you do? Yes. Like yeah. we didn't want to talk about it. My dad's right there. My dad certainly didn't want to talk about it. I think what my dad did, if I remember right, was he kind of just went, you know, shrug and then sort of like, sorry about that. And then went in to try to like talk to my mom. Um, did he even go in to talk to my oh mom? My I could be making that part up. He no. must have been terrified. He, he must have been terrified. I think that he was just heavy. like, I think he was just shocked. Yeah, it was really heavy. Uh, that takes, you guys are, came from that. So she was after all of you. That was like yeah. one, oh, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. four punch. Yes, exactly. Wow. It, it was a room clearer. It was like really a room clearer. It was like. Oh my God, that yes. was. Did you wait? Was that, that the was like, last she, day? She John Wicked us. No, thank you for asking. Was that the last day? It was not the last day. You had to go back to <laughs> we the had like Magic three Kingdom. more days there. Uh, yes. Wait, so, how long is this trip? How big like is week, Disney World? It was a week long. It was a week I, long. Wait, wait, wait. I okay. cannot believe after that. They ever went back to Disney World. Thank you Again. for saying that. Because to me, it would be like, that is the place where are those words yes. were said. Yes. The scene of the crime. Yes. That is exactly what my, my, that's my take on it. That was my brother's take on it. That was my sister's take on it. Like, why would you, it would be like, to, to tie it into the earlier part of the day, it would be like going back to Auschwitz because you're like, I think I, I feel like I left something here. <laughs> like a, like an, a Holocaust survivor going back there. Like, I swear I left a sock here. Can we just go back and look for it? Okay, I have a theory. They became Disney adults mm-hmm. because you three ruined it for them and they're going to reclaim it. They are taking back the words, yes. Disney World. And they're making it sans children, and they are going to have the fun that your mom was looking for. I think that's 100% right. Okay. And, you know, and it I, worked. I, I think it worked. And I think even more than that, a friend pointed this out to me recently. He said, maybe that vacation was never really about you and your brother and sister. Yeah. It was really more for them. Mm-hmm. And you three were interference in their joy. Huh. And they had to take you because you're their kids, but they'd always really wanted to go. And they couldn't afford it till you're teens. So they had to take you. You were just... Like collateral damage. <laughs> well, she probably thought she maybe, but I also think she probably thought this is joy and this will bring joy to my surly children. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. possibly, possibly. So, have you been back with them as adults? Yes. Okay. So they. So what happened is after that trip. Now I should also say we never talked to my parents about this. Okay. We just that's the kind of family we were. We okay. just did not talk to them about this. Um, Many years later, my brother and sister and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, in that, hey, do you remember the time when Disney <laughs> and mom said, oh, I hate you, I hate your cock, I'm going to go fuck with your cock again? Yeah, 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 I remember that. It was like, you have to verify if that's exactly well, what like, happened, too. Yeah, right? because it was like, you have fuzzy memories of your childhood and you might misremember the order of words, yes. but that was one of those things where we're like, no, we all got you that said one down. It, you just, it happened yeah. exactly <laughs> how I yeah. remember it. We harmonized as we were saying it. <laughs> oh, my God. And, oh my and our, our way, like my, for my brother and sister and I, our way of kind of coping with it 
you know, since we knew that we we're never going to talk to our parents about that directly, uh-huh. was it became a kind of weird game for us <laughs> where <laughs> when we were adults, if we were, let's say we we're at my parents' house for Thanksgiving, uh, we would do this thing where like, I would say you know, to my sister, can you pass the salt? And if she didn't do it immediately, I'd go, I hate your cock. <laughs> I'd just mumble it to her. I'd be like, I hate your cock. <laughs> like that was, that was like our, our way. It was like, a, we were just like, well, I love that. We'll like so somehow funny. transcend the trauma of this by turning it into some dumb joke. And your parents us. never heard you. Or no, never. No, no, I was were... always like under your breath, kind of thing. This is unbelievable. Yeah. So then, ten maybe ten years after that trip, my parents decided to go back again alone. We were all out of the house by then. Mm-hmm. They went back alone. I feel like it might have even been for an anniversary or something, which is strange. Yeah, but it's so weird. They went back together and then they absolutely fell in love with the place. And then they wow. maybe then that they, was the first time she did see his cock since then. Yeah. So, you know, it, that, she, it was a holdout. It, it took a decade. Yeah. Right, I was like, like, there's no more danger of her having other children to take there because he's never got to <laughs> right. fuck her with his cock again. Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so they, yeah, they fell in love, and then like the next year they went back again, and then that was when they went all in and joined the vacation club. And since then, they would go. Every year, usually twice a year, sometimes even three times a year, where they know every in and out of Disney. I used to go a lot. When I worked yeah. at Disney, my ex and I, we were there almost every weekend. Do they have in Disneyland, I can't remember because I don't think I've been to it, is there an Indiana Jones stunt show? Do they no. do that? No. Okay, because there's one in Disney World, and we went. We took our kids to it. It was, uh-huh. it was actually rather funny because we, we waited like a half an hour to get to the stunt show, and... It's, you know, you hear like, like on a loop and then the, the host comes out and, he, and he's, you know, you know, getting everybody hyped up and he says, so just, you know, um, we have some problem with some of the equipment, so we're not going to be able to do the full stunt show that we usually do. We're really just going to be able to do the very first thing. <laughs> and it was, oh, great. So it was like, the, it was a thing where like this guy dressed up as Indiana Jones uh, you know, steals the statue yeah. and then replaces it with sand, okay. and then a a, a big ball rolls right. out, mm-hmm. and he jumps out of the way at the last second, and then the whole thing was over. No, it was, it was the whole show. Oh. It was like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> kindly exit on the left. Dun, 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 dun. It was like three and a half minutes long. That's the whole thing. Hysterical. It was so funny to me. My kids were bummed, but I was enjoying it so much. I can't believe they didn't just cancel it. I know, just That's cancel hysterical. it. Hysterical. Oh man, that's like going and pirates is closed or something. Yeah, that always yeah, seems worst. to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And so, oh my god, so you will never go back with your parents, right? I don't think I'll ever go back with my parents. And what it's funny because they, like I said, they were in this vacation club for mm-hmm. for many many years, and they quit it. They sold their interest. <laughs> their they, divested. Yeah. <laughs> they divested. Yeah, they themselves divested themselves of their Disney bucks. Is it yeah. like timeshares? Is that what the Disney? It's kind of club like timeshares. It's more like. Like a vacation club in that you accrue points, and then you can apply okay. those points to certain kinds of vacations. Oh, you um, accrue points by going to Disney World? Mm-hmm. Okay. And spending money there. Gotcha. And like everything is like, you have to do it, make sure you do it, you know, always using this like special card so yeah. that they know it. I don't know. Um, and, and they did take us on a trip. When we went to Disneyland with them, they like got us, we got into like that big, beautiful hotel. What is it called? Like the American... 
Uh, I don't know. There's uh, like the Disney. The mountain looking? The, sh- the one that looks like a lodge, yeah. Yeah, the Great, uh, okay. Mount, Great Bear Mountain, I think. I don't know what it's called, but it's like, that, it was yeah. like this really beautiful hotel that we probably wouldn't have been able to yeah. afford if not from their many points. Right. But then shortly after that, they divested, just as my kids were getting to the age where they could oh, really enjoy <laughs> yes. this, where I would actually take them in all the time. They saw no purpose in it. No. God, that's there. hysterical. Yeah. For years, I thought that this was going to be my inheritance. Right. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to yes. inherit yes. Yes. points. Points. Oh, my God. Here. To my beautiful son, Todd. <laughs> 700 goofy points. <laughs> and a miniature backpack oh with Buzz Lightyear on it. I just read about the guy, I think this was in the LA Times, who won the world record for going the most days in a row to Disney. Yeah, I and heard about that. You know, our age and wears all the Disney stuff. Sure. And he. What if ha- he didn't wear any of it? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like. He just wears like a three piece suit. I mean. <laughs> but he looked like a kind of a giant man baby. Yeah. yeah you know, it gives this appearance of like mental uh, deficiency. <laughs> Right, okay, like on some, some level, like, like you were yeah. kicked by a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like in, but in that, but you had that. It gave you that regarding Henry kind of yes. joyfulness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's like yeah. <laughs> he, he he was unemployed, you know, during the pandemic, and he, I guess, maybe had gotten a yearly Season pass, pass yeah. somehow. So he was like, I'll just go there, and then decided I'll go every day, and maybe I can win this record. And then even when he got employed again, he still kept going. It's so, so expensive. Went, I don't get it. He went around his um, work schedule. Wow. And I was like. A, yeah, it is very expensive. It's so expensive. Even with the yearly pass, I, when, if you want to eat there. I or, couldn't figure out this this kind of mind was yeah. very different than well, mine. I will say, I mean, even though this, my first experience there was clearly a traumatic one. Yeah. And then everyone since then. <laughs> um, <laughs> it must say something about Disney that I still am impressed by what they do. <laughs> like yeah. they're they're really good at what they do. Yeah. You know, it is and and seeing my kids enjoy it is is meaningful to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and in fact the last time we went, when we went back in November, the very last thing we did was in the Galaxy's Edge, that area, there's a ride where you're on the Millennium Falcon, you're piloting it, but it's a four man crew. Oh and yeah. there are four of us in the family. So each of us got to operate some part of the ship. And it was this kind of wonderful thing we did Aww. together where yes. we all were like we did it you know and it was like Cute. it was super it was like the least cynical thing i've done in many 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 years and my kids loved it so much and i was like what a great way to end this trip to yeah. Disney World. and yeah. how old are your kids now? uh zola's 10 and arlo is seven she right. was nine or no she was 10 at the time she had just turned 10 oh yeah. that's really yeah. sweet yeah so like they're doing something right yeah even though I'm, you know yeah to, to go there and carry that baggage with you well, it's like, not it's not Disney's fault that your dad has a hate hateable dick. <laughs> I mean, I think he's been hearing that for many, many years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's just she's just saying what's true. Right. Yeah. Your it, dad's it, cock isn't an, it's an animatronic, is it? No. Okay. It's an observable fact. Yes. That my dad's yeah. Cock Disney is Disney did not do Get that. Get out the facts. cock. Well, Todd, thank you so much for being here. That story was amazing. Thank I'll you never for look me. at Disney or your dad's physical. You can just again. say my dad's cock. Your dad's cock again. <laughs> uh, the same said way. enough. Right. Yeah. Do you have any pictures? 
<laughs> of, of what? You know, any if you have any visual aids of anything, we'd love to include them in the newsletter. If you have any yeah, pictures I mean, from that trip, I could probably get my dad. To, I mean, Put it's not Disney it's not the same cock it. it was no. many years ago. I mean, this is it's a long even time worse. Ago. It's that would probably, be even better. I mean, maybe it's sometimes the cock can wisen with age. <laughs> just like just like men, like, yeah. their cocks get yeah, better looking with age. It's, so it's not unfair. I know. I mean, yeah. it's not unfair. It is unfair. It is unfair. All right, we will be right back with what did we learn today? Christine. Yes, Danielle. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? Teach me wise one. Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel and Danielle and Christine. Oh, it I could like, be one of those shirts. I like it. Stevie and Billy and Danny and Chrissy. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I just found out at uh, Chris's birthday that some people call her Chrissy still. Yeah. It was so weird. I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. Also, someone told me you were in a movie. And I'm like, what? I, yeah, someone told me you were in a movie. Did you do extra work in a movie? Oh, yeah, I worked. I did extra work. Yeah, they didn't say that. They said you were in a movie, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was probably extra yeah, work. Yeah, no. I think I would have known about that, but yeah. maybe not. Totalitarian cereal contains 100 times the daily recommended intake of fascism. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you think you are winning against a fascist, you may not be. You're a loser. Mm. <laughs> All of this has happened before. Mm-hmm. Resist. They will come for you next. When discussing an authoritarian regime with supporters, remain calm. Oh, yeah, that's important. Girls get it done, especially in fighting fascists. Ah, here we go. Mitt Romney was glitter bombed in 2012. Really? Which I think is against his religion. He probably had to go do something. Yeah, no, he can't. Mormons are not even allowed to look at glitter. No. The Lodge style hotel at California Adventure is called the Grand Californian. All right, book your. Make your reservation now. It's expensive. I'm sure it's really it's expensive. Ridiculous. Thank you, everyone who's listened. I'm not going to read uh, Patreon names today because I don't have my computer. That's okay. Uh, but we will get back to that next week. Uh, for everyone who's interested, you can go to patreon.com and check us out. It's a lot of fun over there. We're going to be taping our next bonus episode yes. in a couple days with our special guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and thank you, everyone, who's just been supporting us. We really appreciate it. And we hope you're enjoying the show. Um, yeah, anything thanks. else, guys? No, just thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.